This is a Think Live Be production. Well, we were talking about mindset and what makes you try to get through the hardships and what, what can push you to the other things. And I, what I was saying was, is that if I'm not pushing myself to do things that are uncomfortable, that are things that I don't know how to do, and I'm not trying to figure out something new, then I'm not getting to the point where I need to be to make myself a better person. And that's really the whole point of everything. So if you're not making yourself uncomfortable, then how are you supposed to grow? Like that's the whole point is like, it makes it hard. You do the uncomfortable things. You push yourself to do those uncomfortable things. And at the end of the day, you come out a stronger, better person. That's how you grow. And so it's easy to do the things that are easy to do and just do those over and over again, but you're not growing as a person. And really that's the whole point of, I mean, not to get too philosophical or anything, but that that's how I take every day. And what that's what I kind of think about when I take on a new project is what am I going to learn from this and what don't I know how to do and what am I going to learn? And if it's not hard and difficult and then, then I don't see a point in it. Well, yeah, you can't be attached to the outcome. Yeah. Like that's, that was like the best advice I ever got several, you know, however many years ago was like, don't be attached to the outcome. It's all about the process, the journey, and getting, like, not getting to somewhere, but just continuously growing. Yeah, and celebrating those little small wins during the journey of it itself and reminding yourself why you're doing it. And then I think you have a lot of, um, obviously, you have a lot of growth in your mindset. I think we all do growth in our mindset and just asking yourself the questions, what you can do better in order to break through the next obstacle that's causing you to be haltering or stopping in your journey yeah you stop worrying about the what ifs and all all of those things the negative the negativity and then instead prepare for the positive outcomes what was that quote that you were telling me about yeah it was i can't remember exactly who said it but it was a marathon runner i think and it's you have to be willing to suffer for the thing that matters most to you which is basically what I was saying before, kind of, is that it's supposed to hurt a little bit. If it doesn't, you're not doing it, whether you're you're not doing it right. Yeah, that reminds me. I think at, at a family reunion, I don't have my little notebook with me, but there somebody said something to the effect of uh, if you're not if you don't have any stress, then like you're doing something wrong. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I, that's not the exact quote, but it, I must well, be doing a lot, it's, right? It's then. like it's kind you, of the same thing. Yeah. Like, if, you, if you if you wait until you're no longer intimidated by the project, by the thing, by whatever or the opportunity, you've waited too long. Like you're supposed to be intimidated by that stuff. You you're not supposed to wait until you've figured out everything there is to know about something before you take a step forward. You're supposed to 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 take those steps not knowing and take those and not and and to if you're intimidated by the an opportunity you're supposed to jump off and go after it you're not supposed to wait until you're not intimidated anymore because 
you waited too long at that point. There's nothing to learn. Yeah. Well, I was, I've been rereading the MREA book or the, the millionaire real estate agent book um, that Gary Keller wrote. That's like the, the Bible for real estate success. And it's always funny when you reread a book and you, like, I totally forgot the whole first section of the book is about mindset and understanding like what gets in the way of success and what mindset you have to have to, to reach success and how to form your big why, like the reason that you get up and do this every day. I forgot that whole part of this book existed and it really is the foundational piece for this business. I think the longer that I do real estate sales, I realize that my mindset is truly the key to everything that and calendar following your calendar, but we've talked about time management. Um, and that's still a work in progress. But I think the mindset piece I've I've got pretty well figured out. I mean, I still I don't know 100%. You know, everybody always talks about like what's your big why? Why are you doing this? And everybody, you know, you can say family or I want to buy investment properties and pay them off or I want to, you know, be uh, start a foundation for my mom uh, like for a college foundation. That's something I want to do, you know, for my mom and her name and her legacy is to be able to have scholarships uh, at University of Georgia. Those are things that can power you day to day, but you have to have something bigger than that. And again, I just forgot that was all in this book that. Well, isn't that why you set like, not you personally, but just in general, set, set expectations that are very, very hard to reach high expectations to be able to break out of, to put you in the mindset of success. Well, yeah, like if you, if you push yourself and you give yourself an even bigger goal than, than just something that is doable, if you just constantly keep moving the the benchmark, then you're always going to be growing. You're always going to be reaching new levels of success, and in the end, you will, um, you know, you'll. <laughs> this is terrible, but at the end of your life, you'll be able to know that you, you did your best and like that's really all you can do and that's actually in the in the mrea book is when he's talking about his big why and that's gary keller um he's talking about that it's always been to just be the best he can and that that why is bigger than any retirement vacation if you just every day wake up and just figure out like how can i be better than i was the day before that's enough to power you through any setback or bad day or bad week when you feel like you're just going to burn out. Um, and he was actually, they talk about another book, which I actually, I haven't read this book, but it's, um, it's called good to great. And it just talks about, you know, how good is actually the enemy enemy of great. Like you can be really good at something and that, that is enough to keep people really, you know, content. Sure. Well, that's that's just in that middle range and never actually reaching their full potential. Yeah. That's kind of what I was talking about earlier is you if whatever it is that you're doing if you do it well and it becomes easy for you to do and you do that over and over and over again and it's easy well that's all that's as far as you're ever going to go it's like you have to try the things and go for the things that are hard because it's the only way you're going to grow as a person and that's once you can wrap your mind around that, that that's what you're doing it for is to better yourself as a person is to be as well-rounded and as the best version of yourself that you can be at whatever that project is, 
that should be enough to get you through. It's like, you know, it's going to hurt. You know, it. you're going to make mistakes. You can't be afraid to make a mistake. You can't be afraid to, to fail. You can't be afraid of any of the, of any of that stuff. It's like, that's, that's part of it is you fail and you say, okay, well that didn't work. Let me try it this way. And then, oh, no, that didn't work. Let me try. And eventually you figure it out. That's what makes you, makes you good at something. If you're the type of person who's really good at running and all you, and, and it comes naturally and easy to you doesn't that wouldn't that just get old after a while like wouldn't you to just settle well right that's why like the great the greatest athletes or runners are always trying to improve whatever and make you know set new records so so yeah i mean that's why we set big goals stretch stretch ourselves every day and try to not get into a comfort zone that actually reminded me again at family reunion um Gosh, I should have brought my family reunion notebook. There's so many little nuggets in there. Uh, But somebody was talking about people get really complacent when they make about $150,000 to $200,000 a year. When they can get their business to where that's what they're earning, they get really complacent because they don't want to disrupt that. It's a comfortable living, right? That's that's good money. It's more than a lot of people make you know, just doing day-to-day jobs. So if they can grow a real estate business to that level, they just kind of sit back and it's like, yeah, I've got a good. And even for people who aren't in the real estate industry, if they can make more than like a thousand dollars, more than what they need for their cost of living. So their bills and whatever it may be, they're, they get comfortable too. And, and then that's where, and we're really focusing that on job, but expand out, from career and just talk about life in general it's like being complacent in those things will will stop other opportunity from happening right like you want by by having you the only way for you to create more opportunity for you is to is to go down roads that you're not used to going down put yourself out there yeah well, I think this uh, this quote from the Marier kind of sums it all up, that complacency and stuff. It says, uh, we hope that what motivates you isn't just money or a comfortable retirement, because the truth is you can achieve those things faster than you can think. And then if you're not careful, you'll be left with a lot of life and little reason to live it. Right. It kind of sums it all up yeah, right there. Totally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So why why do you do all this? It's not for money. It's It's for something bigger. And And that's what you have to find out. That's the only way to grow your business is to not do it. You can't just do it for the money. There has to be something that you're on the inside that you're doing it for. Yeah. And that's where motivation comes from. Yeah. Well, and I don't know that everybody has that driving thing. Right. But when you're going to run your own business, it's, it's important to figure it out. Yeah. You know, that's the difference between... We'll use real estate for an example. That's the difference between a realtor that where buyers, 10 buyers a year fall backwards and happen to call you versus going out and and getting it and being a top producer. The top producer has a motivation for that. The 12, eight sale. It's the average now is seven. Just a fact. Seven. Just a little fact from family reunion. The average agent sells seven houses a year seven houses a year yeah wow so 
I think you know. everybody in sometime in their life has some sort of why to do something. I think what the bigger picture is is that overall like end game why does the little things that you're pushing to achieve and you're now is that going to feed into your overall why? And a lot of people miss that connect that the little things and the one thing talks about the dominoes, um, the little little dominoes that you have day to day lead up to where you're going to end up in a year from now or five years from now. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why they um, it's really good. And all of the books that we read and everything always talks about, you know, having your someday goals and thinking, you know, thinking big and with the end in mind. So what does the end of Think Live Be look like? To me, it's not, there's no like explosions, (laughs) fireworks. I like fireworks. We're just going to burn it to the ground. (laughs) No, to me, there, there is no definite end. That's the, that's the thing. I want it to grow to a point where it can live on kind of its own, a a never ending opportunity, not just for ourselves, but for the others that are going to end up with the organization to create systems and a workflow that is duplicatable. Yeah. that other people can use mm-hmm. under the na- that name. Yeah. Right? Gary Keller, for example, it's like he's, if all he was thinking of is how is, how is this Keller Williams going to end up someday? Like, and when I'm gone, Keller Williams is gone, then it would have Wouldn't. never been created. Yeah. He would have never done it. He's thinking way beyond his life and into, into the, and that's, and that's somebody who, you can see from his success what that does. Yeah. Having not just big goals for yourself, but big goals beyond yourself as well. Well, and not I don't want to get uh sappy or uh or cry. There's no crying in real estate. <laughs> Except for Kayla. Except <laughs> for Kayla every other day. No. Um but there's there's like thinking into the future and and that that bigger vision of, you know, what are you doing this for and to be the best you can and to be able to provide those, those, the, what, all of this that I'm building that we're building together to be able to let other people be a part of that and to utilize that and to reach success through those systems, tools, resources, knowledge, experience. But there's also something that, um, you know, is more just personal. And that's like, I want my mom, my mom passed away in 2016. So even though she's not with us, like I like to think that she's proud of me. So every day if I get up and I can end the day and feel like that would make her proud, then that's a good day to me. Yeah. It's a win. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> salty discharge. No. What is the salty discharge? <laughs> no. And on that note, <laughs> let's well, take a, let's take a quick break. Sounds good. Okay, and we're back. So before the break, we were talking about what motivates you, how, how to be motivated, how to get in the right mindset for growth and for personal growth and career growth and those sorts of things. And, and Catherine, you were, when you've had to overcome fearful things in order to, to take steps forward and stuff, I know that you were very shy person as a as a child and now you're sitting in front of a microphone talking to tens of people (laughs) (laughs) yes I was very shy growing up I used to hide behind my mom's leg when I was a little kid 
whenever someone would come up and start and be like, oh, hi, you, you're so cute with your little, your big old cheeks and your dimples. And I would hide behind her leg. And that continued on until high school when I was so quiet that my brother told everyone that I did not have a tongue and that that's why I <laughs> didn't people speak. Be- and people believed it. And people it. believed it. Yeah. <laughs> I think he also just didn't want me talking to anyone. Right. So then if he spread that rumor, then uh, people wouldn't talk to me because they'd think I was a weirdo. Um, uh, but yeah, I was always really, really shy. I still, I think I still am. I've just figured out how to have conversations with people. And then the more conversations you have, the more, uh, well, you decided it becomes. at some point you decided to start a career in which most of the job is calling people and talking to people that you don't know. I did not know that when I got into real estate, <laughs> no one told me that, <laughs> but I, well, I mean, I did because I went to school for marketing I got a degree in marketing and I thought that that seemed to apply to real estate and it does. I mean, I think we've built a nice brand and, and we've been able, I've actually been able to use my degree, which is something probably a lot of people can't say, but, um, you know, that I remember in that college career, I had a public public speaking class that, um, if you were nervous enough, you could ask the teacher if you could do it privately and then actually do the speech, the, the speech in front of her. Yeah. And so I did that one of the three, we had to do three speeches and I did it. That sounds worse. It was actually. And so I did it one time and then the other times I did it in front of the class and just sort of forced myself to do that. And I remember my face used to get beat red. If somebody would call on me, ask me a question, anything at all, I would get beat red. I still feel that uh, whenever I'm in a class and you know, when you have to sometimes go around and introduce yourself mm-hmm. and like, Oh, everybody go around the room and tell, you know, tell us how long you've been in real estate. And I can feel my heart like start to pound out of my chest as it goes around. Yep. But you can walk into a listing appointment without and talk to two people and, and tell them why their house isn't worth what they think it is without thinking twice about it or batting an eye. Yeah. Well, I think that's confidence in like I've been doing this a while, so I feel very confident in my expertise and I know what I'm saying is 100% accurate. And so I don't have to, I don't have to feel nervous around that in that situation. Like I feel like I control that room. Right. It, now. Now. Yeah. But, but it took. So when you first, myself. well, I was going to say, so when you were in your first, second, third year of real estate, when you went into a listing appointment or a buyer consultation, would your face turn beet red and your heart would pound out of your chest? I do recall many occasions where my chest would be like on fire, you know, and I'd feel it like coming up mm-hmm. <laughs> all the way to my face. Um, but I just, I mean, the more you do and the more you put yourself in those positions and, you know, the better and easier it gets. I think also like, well, you, you know, firsthand when I got my real estate license, I was still in school and those were some really hard times because I didn't know what I was doing. It was the worst recession of all time. I was trying to figure out how to be a realtor while working two jobs and going to school. And I would come home at night and be like working on my homework assignments, just like crying, crying. just crying. Like, and I don't really cry people, um, just crying. Like I can't do it. <laughs> Um, but isn't that like kind of, that? I mean, that's kind of what we were talking about at the beginning of the, the you show. You could have given up because it was so hard. Yeah, yeah. except Kayla, I do not quit. Nope. That Quitters is one don't, thing. We don't quit. I do not quit. So <laughs> you can say any level of success I've ever had, 
has been because I don't quit. If you stick with something long enough, <laughs> it's bound to work out. Well, that's true. I but, mean, that's that's absolutely true. It's like that's is pushing your pushing forward and and making choices that are uncomfortable that are going to be hard on you. And in the end, it's 13 years later and you overcame that fear in turn, making yourself bettering yourself and, and, and being able to take more risk doing other things like the Fizbo's, for example. Well, yeah, I think, and, uh, you know, over time too, I started, enjoying teaching other people and then wanted to put myself in front of a room and not that I've taught, you know, that many large groups or anything, but putting yourself in front of people and then forcing yourself into, like I always say, if I'm going to be on a board of directors or I'm going to be on a committee or I'm going to be involved in something, I'm going to be the president of it or I won't, you know, what's the point of doing it? Like I either want to run the whole thing. Well, even the, even like a bold yeah, like session. if I'm in bold business objective life by design, <laughs> it's a uh, class that we have. Bold. Um, most of the time, I I try to step up and be the team captain um, because it does. It forces you to be a leader. It forces you to um, be uncomfortable because everybody is looking and expecting you to have the next move. Yeah, set the direction. But doing that, and putting myself in those situations, however uncomfortable they are makes me feel more confident in the other situations. It's not just the knowledge and experience. It's the, well, it's the experience of being put in situations that I felt uncomfortable with at first and just kind of continuing to force myself and even taking last year, I think it was, took uh, Train the Trainer Advanced, which it's a Keller Williams class that basically teaches you how to train other realtors, uh, real estate professionals. And it's a very challenging class because you're actually, you're, you're taught how to teach. And then you present a portion of a Keller Williams university course, like just a, a 10 minute portion of it. You have to keep to the time and you have to present it in front of like 30 of your peers. So that, that was really, um, it was a two day class. And so like some people didn't show up the second day because they weren't comfortable presenting in front of their peers. And as hard as that was, like I really, that was definitely one of those like heart beating uh, classes. And then I got to the end of the presentation and I went, I talked so fast that but burned through I it. burned through it and I was like too early where most people went over. I was, I was too early. Um, but by the time I got to the end, I was just like, my heart was racing but I'm so glad I did because, again, putting myself in those situations makes it so easy to go into somebody else's house and just tell them this is how it is. Let's take this listing. Yeah, it gives you that confidence. And I certainly it. wouldn't be you know, going down this path of calling Fizbo's and trying to get cold. Well, some people would say they're warm leads, but I say they're cold leads. They certainly don't know who I am and they don't want me calling them um, to, to try to get cold leads. I wouldn't be doing that if I didn't keep putting myself in those uncomfortable spots. And it does feel a lot easier this time because, like I've said before, I've called Fizbo's before. It is a lot easier doing it now than it was five years ago when I tried to call some for sale by owners. Right. Because you made that decision to to do that, to, to push yourself, which you didn't even realize you were doing. You took the class, the, the train the trainer class, you uh, put yourself on the KWYP president, you've, 
you put yourself on the uh, the board of directors for uh, the neighborhood that we live in. You've put yourself as a leader, forcing yourself to overcome fears from as a child, and now you're reaping the rewards of well, well, you, confidence. well. When I say the <laughs> rewards, the rewards are that you have the confidence to walk through the door and do that or yeah. to pick up the phone and make that call. Well, and because thank you, you for you, forcing me to do some of this. Well, <laughs> well you put your, it's what we are saying at the beginning of this episode, which is you, you, in order for you to grow as a person, in order for you to become a better person and, and you have to make, put yourself in situations that make you uncomfortable and overcome those instead of just in a nice cozy spot. Well, that's what I, I found that quote that we said earlier. And um, I think Chris Suarez said it in one of their sessions. And it was, if you don't have stress, then you're not doing something meaningful. And I think that kind of, that again, that kind of nails it on the head. And yeah. It's, Complacency. Like if you're not feeling that, that anxiety feeling in your chest, then maybe you're not doing something that's like got purpose and meaning to it. So right. every time I feel that I know that I'm, I'm growing as a person and I'm doing something that will have meaning for some, for some reason or some person or something. So. And I think if um, you have the fears and it, you let that stop you having the person like you have Pat who stands beside you and forces you to do something. So if you don't, if you don't have that person to push really you, to push find that too person. Hard. I've got a switchblade. <laughs> But I have that person myself. I think everybody has to have that person who like, it's okay to, to just fall down a moment and to essentially vent to somebody, but make sure it's that somebody who's going to challenge you to pick yourself up tomorrow and do it a little bit better. Yeah. 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 I think that's what you have right now. And I have that myself. And I think, I think you're that for Pat too. Yeah. We push each other. Yeah. You have to have an environment that supports your goals. Like that's what they always say. You have to be in relationship with people that want you to push yourself and they want to grow and you're growing together. And Mm -hmm. that, and then like for this, this is a great example. We're doing this podcast. Yeah. This This is pushing all of us us to do something. None of us have ever done anything like this before. If you can't tell by listening. (laughs) (laughs) In case you haven't figured out. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And Kayla, I know you, you are, a perfect example of somebody who is constantly pushing yourself. Don't get all sappy on me. No, but I'm just, I seriously, I, every, every time there's something new and challenging, you're on it and you want to figure out how can I go do this? How can I go? You know, you, you really embody that um, and understand that you've got to get uncomfortable um, to To get to where you need to be. I mean, I have, I have a mission of my own and big why, and that just fuels me to have the willpower to be okay with failing at something, but refiguring it out again. Yeah. Because I know that I know what a bottom looks like and I know that you don't have to stay there. So I, I'm curious because Kayla is doing Toastmasters. Yeah. And that to me sounds pretty scary. It's awful. <laughs> explain what that is. Yeah. Explain what Toastmasters is. Why are you doing it? So why are you putting yourself through that torture? You likely have a Toastmasters within your community. So Google it and find one. Um, we'll I put it in the candy bag. Put it in the candy bag. Which uh, by the way, real quick, the candy bag is a new addition to the website. So you go to onseekingthebest.com and basically anything we talk about in the episode 
uh, that we think is important, we're going to put there. So you guys always have a place to be able to find resources. books and resources and other things that we're talking about. So we'll put Toastmasters in there too. So anyway. All the sweets we've got to say are in the candy bag. Um, so Toastmasters, it's just a, it's like a rotary club. It's just a, whomever wants to be on the board for it. They organize and they facilitate this little get together of people who want to work on their um, communication or public speaking. For myself, I uh, I took public speaking as well in college. I took it in person once and I cried in front of everyone as I started my speech. So then I walked out of the door and I never went back. Um, and then I took it online. I did public speaking online. Oh, how do and, you do that? But you're by yourself. And I got a C minus in the oh, course. No. Oh, <laughs> so no. I don't do well with speaking in general. Um but I, I decided that I needed to work on that and I just signed up for Toastmasters so that I can work on my speech first and then my public speaking um, because I have a speech impediment. So when I speak quickly enough, uh, my D's, my W's and my R's kind of blend together and I mumble when I talk. I'm sure some You've heard some words kind of mumble together, but Catherine's been with me long enough. She figures it out. I can decide. <laughs> um so Toastmasters, it's just, it's a place for you to grow yourself communication wise. And for me, it was really important to find the right environment um, in my Toastmasters club. So I found the right room where I can fail a lot and they're just there to be supportive and to help critique me. And I come in with a mindset that I'm not perfect and I'm not going to be good at this, but that's okay because nobody else was when they first started. Well, yeah, and you're you're so open to um, again for to growth and doing better that you can put yourself in that environment. Yeah, you put yourself on the podcast, yeah. which is like the, that's all that this is. Well, all you get is my speech speaking <laughs> into a microphone. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very proud of you for that. Yeah. That's well, great. I can I can definitely sense a, a change in how I just um, lead conversations now. I'm not always one to initiate a conversation, but. Now I feel a bit more less sweaty when I have to. <laughs> like I have a little, I have sweaty palms right now and it's just us in the room. Um, but I definitely notice a change just from the, what, five to six months I've been doing it. Yeah. Well, that, so that's a great way to get yourself out there and force yourself to do something uncomfortable because I think that's where probably a lot of people struggle with public speaking and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes just starting point. sharing what they have to say. Some people... Um, they doubt what their thoughts are, so they just keep them inside and then they don't know how to articulate them anymore. So just getting them like, it forces you to write your, you have to write your speech for Toastmasters as well. So it forces you to articulate your words and get them out and then to speak them to the group itself. It's one of the most difficult things to do that is to have a thought in your head or a complex thought in your head and then be able to get it from your brain to your mouth. Mm -hmm. I still struggle so that, with that. <laughs> so that people understand what you're saying. It takes a lot of practice to be able to, to get that out there. Coming from a, uh art and film background, having complex ideas of character and emotion and those sorts of things and trying to get that out of your head and explain to somebody those specific ideas uh, has been a lot of practice, but it's also, and I've had a lot of practice with it, but it's also a very difficult thing to try to do. Yeah. So I know exactly where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. But you've got to get up every morning and have the drive to 
do that to make yourself better. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't drive all the way to where are you going? A pop? I go all the way to one because I know I won't run into anybody I know in a pop, which is about 30 minutes from where I live and work Uh, (laughs) or like 40 minutes, really. It's long. That's a long drive. (laughs) But once, once you've been doing this Toastmasters for a year and you look back and you you'll say, well, that wasn't. That yeah. wasn't as scary or as difficult as I thought it was going to be. And look how far I've come. What's the next adventure well, the, going the, to be that's going to, you know, there'll be something else that comes across that's going to be scary and hard. But you know that even if you fall down. Before. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, when the sun sets and everything, it's like, well, I overcame all of those those fears. There's That was silly to have have that fear and stuff. And, and, and you'll be a better person for it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when I started Toastmasters, the whole thing was there's KWKC, which is Keller Williams Kids Can. It's a foundation for young adults, um, not just realtors, just any young adults. I wanted to initially have Toastmasters so that I can share my story with a room full of thousands of people. So yeah, when I get to the point where I feel confident to do that, I'm going to have a next step from there and it's going to be a room of 10,000 of people. Right. Well, and... I don't know how many people were in the room at Family Reunion where you got to be on a panel for KWKC. I spoke in and front of a room with 300 people and it was great. Yeah. I, I did this. I did exactly this. <sighs> when I first started speaking, I said, <sighs> <sighs> sorry, guys, I was nervous. All right. <laughs> it's on camera. <laughs> <laughs> but you put yourself on a path to get there and to and to be able to, like, you, you set yourself a goal and say, I want to speak in front of thousands of people. You put and yourself in the mindset. Yep. Yeah. You that you can do it. You can push yourself to and do you did. it. Keep and that's thinking. what all from day to day, the, like you said, you aren't, don't have an issue so much with, with calling Fizbos anymore, but to the listeners out there, it's like, it's a perfect example of, of being afraid of something and putting your, and, and overcoming it puts you in the mindset that you can achieve anything. Yeah, the goals that you set, which should be unattainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being afraid is okay. Quitting is not. <laughs> is that a Kayla quote? I guess so. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you for Toastmasters. That's just a good example of a step towards something bigger and doing it and then being able to go to family reunion and then speak in front of 300 people. So maybe next year we'll be talking on this podcast and you'll have spoken in front of thousands. Yeah. Mm, I just got really sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I think that's uh, we're hitting our time here. So let's wrap it up. Let's... Good job today. <laughs> good job, <laughs> good good job, job team. That, I know. I feel like <laughs> I need. I, 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 don't, I, feel... I don't smoke anymore, but I feel like I need a cigarette. Now. Was... I, I feel motivated. Let's yeah. go. Uh, All right. Let's go. Let's honesty corner. Hey, guys. Be our we... best. Yeah. Let's go Re- seek our best. Seek, our... seek the best. <laughs> Remember to rate and review us on iTunes. Um, It helps for new listeners to find us. You can also send questions or stories to us at our website, onseekingthebest.com. Don't forget we added the candy bag section. So any references that we made this week or in the past podcast, you'll be able to find them there. You can leave us a voicemail and please do that so we can uh, play it on the show. Uh, Send us a tweet at seekthebestpod. And for Kat, Kayla, and myself, thanks for listening. And we'll figure this all out next time. This has been a Think Live Be production.